Kathy said, if I don't ring your bell, your clapper's missing. Amen? So that, uh, that was good. And I enjoyed the choir song tonight. They did a wonderful job. You all sang pretty good too. Amen? And, uh, we didn't do bad, right? And, uh, but it was... Uh, Singing is a wonderful part of our worship, amen. And uh, and it's uh, we need to protect it, amen. And uh, the uh, but it's uh, in, enjoy the singing today. Take your Bible, uh, Luke twenty three. I uh, want to read a few passages. Uh, <clears throat> I want to preach about a uh, a great sermon from a very unlikely source, if you will. <laughs> the uh, Heard about a preacher one day. He thought he did pretty good, you know. And he's we went home after church, and he asked his wife, "said How many really great preachers do you think there are in the world?" And she said, "One less than you think, dear." <laughs> Which is probably the truth. And uh, I've uh, I've never thought of myself as a great preacher. I mean that. I'm not trying to sound humble. That's just a fact. But I, I will say this: the uh, after listening to his preaching for 68 years, I, I, I do believe that I recognize great preaching when I hear it. I, and I, I think probably you do too if you've been around years and listened. The, uh, I've, uh, I'll read the text here in a minute. I haven't forgot. But I've, uh, I've been privileged, and you have too, to uh, thank God for men of God that stand in the pulpit with the Word of God and, uh, and the power of the Spirit. They, they bring such a blessing to our lives. They, uh, they, they bring a benefit, seems to me, uh, carries on to the home and the work and, and future generations, amen? And uh, I uh, please God by the foolishness of preaching to save them to believe. I, I still believe the old prophet said to raise your voice like a trumpet. I say, why do you holler when you preach? I don't. I just do, <laughs> and I get excited about it. There is a raising of your voice. There is a proclaiming the word of God. I don't think you. I mentioned Vance Havner this morning. He barely talked above a whisper, but boy, what he said thundered. You know, and I, I get that. I understand that. But the uh, there's a lot going on in pulpits nowadays. It ain't the way I was raised. Amen. Uh, I, I know that, and I I got I'm too old, and ugly to turn back now, and I'm going to stick with what I got. I've heard a lot of uh, great preaching in my life. I, you have too, but I, I jotted a few down. I thought about my dad uh, preaching. People always ask me, Brother Terrell, who's your favorite preacher? And I always say, Dad. I thought that was the perfect answer. Amen. <laughs> Still is. The, uh, he preached on uh, a greater than Solomon is here. Uh, I remember him preaching on the lion has come up out of his thicket. Uh, anything that was on the cross, uh, dad, dad was, he preached with anybody. I'd, I'd almost hear the nail and the hammer when he would preach. <laughs> Listen, you don't learn that in seminary. I'm not against all the seminaries. I'm against a whole lot of them. <laughs> a whole lot of them is more cemetery than seminary. But uh, uh, there's a lot that's better caught than taught. Amen. And the Spirit of God get in something, and that, that makes a difference. The, uh, I mentioned in Sunday school this morning, I enjoyed trying to teach the pastor's class. We talked about Harold Seidler. I thought he was a great preacher. Uh, if I put down my ten favorite, he'd be on the list. The, uh, I was sitting next to him one night on the, pool, uh, in the platform, and I leaned over and I said, Doc, I said, what you preaching on tonight? And y'all ever heard him preach? He had that big 
gruff southern accent voice. He said, I'm preaching on my Mephibosheth. <laughs> I said, well, I'm, I'm glad. I was kind of hoping you would. And, uh, I said, how many times did you preach that at Tabernacle? He pastored the Tabernacle Baptist in Greenville, South Carolina. They're on White Horse Road. And uh, he said, never have. <laughs> I said, well, that's odd to me, Doc. We're sitting there talking right through the song service, just like we fussed at the kids for doing, you know. But I, <laughs> that's what we was doing. And, and I said... I said, Doc, that's the sermon you're known for. You, you, surely you know that. Why haven't you ever preached it at your home church? <laughs> he told me, he said, I've tried three times. Or every time we put him on the wagon and start out a loading bar, they just shout me down. You know, <laughs> they just take the, he just sat down. You know, people shout, and you listen to him, you'd shout too. Uh, great sermon. Well, uh, Debbie Bingham's a great preacher. He preached his baseball sermon. Uh, A.V. Henderson. Anybody heard A.V. Henderson? Uh, one. The rest of these people's missing out, ain't they? Uh, A.V. Henderson preached about 18 minutes and quit. Uh, he uh, heard him preach one night on There's Still Honey in the Rock. Great sermon. Uh, my buddy, Lester Roloff, I mentioned him this morning. He, he preached on Dr. Law and Dr. Grace. You remember that? He preached. He'd preach on you, go see Dr. Law, and he tells you you need a new heart. And you say, well, give me one. I can't. you got to go across the hall to Dr. Grace. <laughs> he put a new heart in you. Amen. Great message. Jack Hoss preached on fresh oil. Every Christian ought to listen to that message at least once. The, uh, Lee Robertson, my friend, he preached on there's some golden daybreak. That uh, I have uh, Percy Ray preached on will God save America. He's in heaven now. I was just a kid. He said the day will come when we'll, we'll, we'll sacrifice our own babies on the altars of our lusts. He said we will, uh, we will see sodomites marching in the streets and serving in high elected offices. People didn't believe him, but he was right. Amen. He was right. I didn't think it would happen in my lifetime, but it has. That, uh, Richard White was my friend. He preached a sermon on he's the best I've ever seen. J. Harold Smith preached on God's three deadlines. Anybody hear J. Harold Smith preach? I'll look him up. You'll like him. You listen to his sermon on God's three deadlines, you'll get saved again whether you need to or not. I, mean, <laughs> you know, I'm a, I don't, you know what I mean. I mean, he's a great sermon. Um, R.G. Lee, Payday Someday. I thought his best sermon was on heaven. But, but great, great preachers. But you go into an auditorium and sit down and R.G. Lee's going to preach because he's in heaven now or Lee Robertson or any of those great men, Harold Siler. You know, uh, you know, uh, Clarence Sexton, I heard him preach a great message on move not the ancient landmarks. Great, great message. You expect to hear a great message, but you know, you'd be surprised if you didn't. Uh, those men full of the Spirit of God with the Word of God in their hand. But I want to read to you this here in the Word of God in, in, in many ways, a great message from an incredibly unlikely source. We'll talk this evening about the theology of a thief. I would submit to you that there was a thief on the cross next to Jesus that preached a pretty good message. Uh, look at Luke chapter number 23, if you will, and verse number 33. The Bible says that when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Now look at verse 39. And one of the malefactors, which were hanged, railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, 
saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly. For we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. That's pretty good preaching. Amen right there. You look at that. 42, And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Let's pray together. Can we do that? Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we have it in our hand. And uh, Lord, I, I thank you for the good singing today, the, the Sunday school hour, all the activities of, of the day that have taken place. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would, uh, uh, Lord, now have your will and way in, in, in the, the, the furtherance of this service. Lord, help me to say just what I should and not more, not less than that. Lord, I, I don't know everybody here. I don't know, I can't look at anybody's hearts, but Lord, as I preach to ears, I pray that you'd speak to hearts. And if there'd be someone here that doesn't know you, Lord, I pray that tonight that the most important issue in anyone's life would be settled. and They'd leave here knowing they have a home in heaven. Lord, let us leave here more in love with you than we were when we came in. Lord, we pray for Pastor Burke and, uh, and, and Lord, uh, Eli with him and God, uh, uh, as he steps into the pulpit and Lord, may he, may he preach your word with, with, with an unction and a power and uh, Lord, uh, be used of you in a great way and, and Lord, uh, pray we'd hear good reports when he comes home. We do pray, continue to pray to bring him home safely. Lord, we pray uh, for the, the upcoming events that we've heard about here and uh, Lord, that you would just empower and, and overshadow each one. And now, Lord, as we look into your word, again, I pray, Lord, uh, do something in our hearts that, Lord, we know we cannot do, but you can, and we'll look to you to do that. Uh, and, Lord, help help me, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. The, uh, uh, it's an unlikely source. The preacher here is a dying thief. The pulpit is a bloody cross. But in many ways, he preached one of the greatest messages that you will ever hear. Jesus died between two thieves. You all know that. An ignominious and shameful death. One railed and cursed on him. Both did it first. You read your Bible. Both did it first. One had that change of heart. And then there later, during that, that, that awful episode of Calvary, the, the one believed on him. The, uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I went home and wrestled with what to preach about tonight. I kind of, I, I came through those doors saying, Lord, I, I'm doing the best I know how. <laughs> I, 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 but I, 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 I'm not rock solid here. I, and if you want me to preach something else, you tell me. And uh, to be honest, when the choir sang that song, I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Did I do what happened to Calvary that day? One rail, but one believed. There was a benefactor and a blasphemer and a believer. There was a savior. There was a sinner. There was a saint. There was one dying for sin. There was one dying in his sin. And there was one dying having been saved from his sin. There was the Lord Jesus Christ and the thief who did not repent and the thief who did Tonight I want to look at the theology of that thief who did. Look back again at verse 40 and 41. The other answering rebuked him. Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. Could I submit to you tonight, my friends, that that, that thief had a good theology about sin. 
He understood what sin was. And what he said about sin was just as true as it could be. I mean, he had his doctrine is straight as a shotgun barrel here. He understood very much what sin was, and he knew that because of that, he, that, that the sinner was in a position that he ought to fear God. Do you see that? I believe in the love of God, and thank God for it. Uh, how rich and pure and boundless and strong, and, and thank God for that. But, but there's a problem when we, when we emphasize one truth to the entitled ignore, total ignoring of another truth. You can go out and preach all you want to in America or God loves everybody and they'll, they'll put up with you. They may not like you, but they'll put up with you. But you get out and preach how that there's a God that we need to fear and that we are sinners, and that there is a retribution against sin, and that's a doctrine that gets you kicked off of a street corner in some pulpits. <gasps> but this man preached, and he, he had understood that there was a fear of God. America has lost, you listen folks, I love this country, I do. The, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if the Chinese and Russians come shooting at us, I mean, I'll go out there and shoot back at them. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm a, I, I, I may not do much, but I can let them know whose side I'm on. Amen? I met the old lady in the Civil War. She ran out the back door. They said the, 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 the Confederates were coming. She ran out the back door with the broom. And they said, you can't do nothing with that old broom. She said, I can let them know whose side I'm on. <laughs> and I, I feel that way about America. I mean, I'd I go to battle for it this, tonight. I would. I, I think you all would. Amen? We, we, we would. I, I love this country. But you listen to me. When you love something, then you want what's the best for it. And we have lost our fear of God. We've lost it. We have no problem with, 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 with uh, uh, songs that have talk about God bless America and then in the next stanza they're cursing that very name that they've been asking for a blessing for in the first stanza. How in the world can that be right? We're okay with, 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 with celebrating the birth of Christ with, with, with booze in our hands and, 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 and saying that it's okay. Movie stars are saying horrible things and getting away with it. That little Britney Spears had a t-shirt, Jesus is my homeboy. I wouldn't put a shirt like that on me. But that ain't nothing. But I got more sense than that. Amen? That Madonna claims to be a Christian, but she has said things about God that I will not repeat in this nor any other pulpit. They're, they're beyond blasphemous, but yet she'll wear a cross and she'll talk about, talk about praying before her performances. You listen to me. You go out and, and, and engage in absolute hedonism on a stage. So-called Christians praying for tickets and cheering for you. A nation where that is not unusual is a nation that has lost it's fear of God. We need to give back to you. say, but that just means reverential awe. Oh, good night, Irene. It means that a whole lot more. It means I'm scared to do wrong. Amen? It means that I don't want to be in trouble with a God that big. Oh, oh, oh Billy Sunday said, don't box with God. He's got the reach on you. Amen? And, and whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye be without chastisement, for of all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Don't look at me crazy when I use Bible terminology. Amen. What the Bible is saying there is you say by the grace of God and get out and act like the devil there's a God in heaven that still grab you by your collar and visit you in the woodshed. And if you think I'm just carrying on you're dead wrong. There's a God that cannot lie that promised 
My daddy never told me I was getting a whipping what I didn't get it. I'm going to whip you. I've heard parents, I'm going to whip you. I'm going to whip you. And that little old booger just grinned back. He, he ain't a scared of nothing. I knew my daddy told me he's going to whip me if the rapture happened. He'd get me going up. <laughs> Not one time did I ever get out of a spank and I was promised. Amen. Pay attention, Christian. There's a God in heaven that promised Terrell Hudson, you get out here and get out of my will. I will deal with you. And he'll deal with you too. We've lost our fear of God. Gospel rock is a contradiction in terms. Any nation that can make that a billion dollar industry, you listen to me, we've lost our fear of God. That uh, we, we, we've told God that we'll be a boy or a girl, whatever we want to be. We've told God that, we, that marriage will be as we define it. We've told God that we'll teach whatever we want to in our schools. We've told God that we will not have the Ten Commandments on the public courtrooms anymore. We've told God that we are in charge. Any nation that does that has lost its fear of God. That old thief on the cross had more sense than that. He lost the fear of the Lord as the beginning of knowledge. Amen? Israel, they, was, they, would, they would do pretty good. Then they'd backslide and then God would send them to deliver and then they'd repent and, and then they'd do pretty good. Then they'd backslide. You know, it's a, it's a cycle. You ever study the Old Testament? I mean, just round, 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 round. You know. But when Israel was right with God and receiving the blessing of God, they had such a fear and, and they would not... The word Yahweh is the, the, the Hebrew for, for, for Jehovah. To this day, there are scholars that that struggle with the, 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 the most precise pronunciation of the word. You know why? Because back in those days, and it's come down to us, they so reverenced that name, they would not speak it out of fear of not showing the complete respect that it deserved. They would write down one letter and go change their pen and clean it and, and redo it and fix it up and come back and write down another letter then go back and change pen. You say, well, isn't that kind of silly? It's a whole lot better than not having the fear of God or at all to be in his presence. They so respected God. But Christians, now we need to be careful of saying, oh, Lord, help us and using that word. We need to be careful. Amen? Oh. <laughs> Let me give you something to talk about on the way home from church tonight. Oh, my goodness. Who's your goodness? Who's your goodness? Shh, boy, it's quiet in here now. <laughs> now, I'm not saying you're trying to blaspheme when you say that. I'm, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that Terrell needs to be careful. <gasps> I'm, I'm telling you something. We cannot reverence or awe or fear him enough. The, uh, Jesus said, fear not. Listen to this. Fear not them which kill the body. How many of y'all are afraid of dark alleys in a bad part of Cincinnati? I ain't going in there. Do you hear about the story? I'm chasing a rabbit. You say, what does that mean? It means getting off the subject, but I'm 68 years old, been waiting all my life to have my turn, and I'm going to chase rabbits if I want to. Rises on his way to a mission conference. <laughs> he cut through this alley. I think it's in Chicago. The bad guy come out behind a garbage can. You know, stick him out. You know? <laughs> oh, John R. Rice looked at him and he started laughing. And that guy says, "I said, stick him out. You know, what's wrong with you, you nut?" <laughs> he said, "You can't scare me with heaven." <laughs> 
He said, give me your money. <laughs> I said, I can't do that. <laughs> he said, I've only got $5. And I'm on my way to the mission conference. I already promised God I was going to give it to the missionary. <laughs> the guy said, you have not... <laughs> He shook his head and reached in his pocket, pulled out a $5 bill and said, well, give him this one too. <laughs> and off he went to the mission conference. You know, what was that? John R. West had the right fear of God and you get the right fear of God and it'll take away the fear of death. Because you're on the way to that God that you adore and honor and he's been the right place in your heart. Does that make sense? You stay with me? Jesus said, fear not them which kill the body but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. You want to be afraid of somebody? Fear God. Preachers have been preaching all of my life how you ought to quit smoking and quit drinking and not do drugs uh, because you'll get sick. Uh, Ask your doctor, blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't it be better if we just said let's not live that away because it dishonors our Lord and, and let's fear him and want his blessing in our life? Wouldn't that be better? Listen, God will judge sin. He said, it was not judging sin in my life. <laughs> Somebody said, the raging waters of God's wrath are beating furiously against the dam of his, of his mercy, but one day that dam will break. You know, the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, you say, well, nothing's happening, preacher. You preach all you want to, but I'm doing pretty good. Bible says because sentence this I'm at Ecclesiastes 8:11 if you want to look because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil see what he's saying people go out and sin and well nothing happened not yet <laughs> not yet Though a sinner do evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. But it shall not be well with the wicked, neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he feareth not before God. Don't you get to thinking, because you got away with it a time or two, that there's not a God in heaven who's not very well aware of the situation. Does that make sense? Amen? That's uh, God help us. That uh, when God deals with our sin, He does it in different ways. Amos, you read the book of Amos. God said, "You sent your sons to war, and you did not repent." He said, "I sent famine, and you did not repent. I sent pestilence, and you did not repent." And then He said, "Prepare to meet thy God." God said, "I dealt with you over and over and over again." Now, Christian, sometimes we go through valleys. Uh, Sometimes we go through times of trial, and, and there are times when there, there's, we endure persecution, uh, and, and there are times when that, uh, and, but there, there are times when troubles come into our lives, and God's dealing with us in a particular sin. Does that make sense? You say, well, how do you know the difference? You know. <laughs> you just know. You just know. <laughs> Heard about a woman, she had a, she had a bird, and it talked. And every time she walked in the room, it said, Mark said, you're fat. You're fat. She got so irritated. Shut up, shut up. You're fat. Mark, you're fat. 
She looked at me one day and said, you say that one more time. I'm going to reach in there. I'm going to grab your scrawny neck. I'm going to swing it around. I'm going to fry you up for dinner. Next time she walked in, it went, what? She said, what? That bird said, you know. <laughs> you know. You know. You know. God, the Spirit speaks to God's, God. God, the devil will just make you feel blah. The Holy Spirit will, will, will put his finger on the sin and say we're dealing with the lottery tickets. We're dealing with you looking at that woman sunbathing in the backyard. We're, we're dealing with the, the, the gossip that's coming out of your mouth. And we're dealing with the Spirit of God deals specifically. Make sense? We need to fear that God. You listen, as, as a nation, folks, we, we, it seems like we ought to have enough sense to realize how much we need the protection of God that's got us to this point and how we're, trouble we're going to be if we lose it. I'm, I'm not an economist. I'm not. I, I'm just not. I, I do pretty good. I make a checkbook or whatever. But that, uh, uh, men that know a lot more about it than I have, I've talked to a few and Christian guys, and, and they've told me that, that that Silicon Valley thing, that bank they said we was on the we was on the edge of the cliff right there. Said people don't realize. Said the banking system was getting ready to flop over like a row of dom dominoes. Now I'm just telling you what good men have told me. That they said that they, they act like no no big deal. But they said that that if that would have started one after another, which got that cat would have got out of the bag real quick, and 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 you and my family finances would be, have been very very different for the last couple of months. We were very 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 close. We ought to thank God. Next time around, it may not turn out that way. Ask your doctor about about uh, uh, antibiotic resistant uh, uh, bugs. See what he tells you. Every time a baby has sneezed, we've run and, sh and shoved amoxicillin down their throat un until the bodies have got so used to, to those viruses and that bacteria that now those, those, those antibiotics that worked very well when Diana and I were raising kids, they don't have a much effect now because the bugs are getting smarter and meaner. Ask your doctor. <laughs> See what he tells you. And we're getting to the spot to where the antibiotics aren't working anymore. They're just not working. That uh, COVID, don't get me started. <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I know, the mask and all that. that uh, I'm telling you what, it got so bad right there for a little while. We was all coming to church with Lysol spraying at each other. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean it, 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 it about got like that. And, and, and I, I, I'm not a doctor, you know, I, 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 I'm not but but I did have COVID, and uh, you, I, you know vaccine whatever. I'm not going to get on that. How many of y'all had COVID, one way or another? Really, really, you had COVID. Okay, look around, people. Hold your hands up. Get on, put them down. Look around. Look around, real quick. Okay, thank you. What if the next bug is worse? What if the next one there's no vaccine? there's no treatment and there's no scientist on this planet that can tell you there will not be a next one we could be a very 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 different nation a month from now I'm just saying it's not just possible you're dilly dallying in between possible and probable somewhere down the road 
It looks like we would have a fear of God, but we who so desperately need him, we always have, but now to me it's so obvious, we're strutting around like we're God. <gasps> There's still a God in heaven. That's a, he's still there. All it takes is one nut to push a nuclear bomb. If, if Flatimer, he decides he's tired of NATO and he pushes his button. He says the war will be over in 30 minutes. And NATO says, no, it won't because they have bombs. And, 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 and one, 45 minutes from right now, the world could be forever changed. Forever changed. Forever. And when you look at who's in charge of the buttons, it's not reassuring. I'm just saying, folks, it seems so odd to me that as a nation we aren't on our knees screaming out to God for mercy. We've lost our fear of God. That uh, we just have. Looks to me like we could repent. You say, Brother Phil, can God send revival? Of course he can. Of course he can. You reckon he will? I don't know. I don't know. That day shall not come except there be a falling away first. We're certainly seeing a falling away nationally. We're certainly seeing that. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 what I can do is do my very best to keep Terrell right. Boy, that's a full-time job. <gasps> sometimes you go home. My daddy said, sometimes you go home, get your piece of chalk and draw a circle on the floor and get in and have revival in that circle. <gasps> Maybe you can't have revival on your street, but have it in that circle. <gasps> You might have a husband or wife join you. You never know. Amen. Maybe one of the kids <laughs> have revival there. I'd say uh, some of y'all, bless your heart. Isn't it true? That, isn't this true? So what? You say, brother, told it, but you act like God's a big bully with the club. No, I'm just saying that God judges sin. Whole truth is God's so much not a big bully with the club. Romans two four. It is the goodness of God that leadeth thee to repentance. Now let's look at the other side of the coin. Isn't it true that so many of us? Are, are, are probably more blessed now than we've ever been in all of our life got some money in the bank maybe maybe not <gasps> eating pretty good we're eating good amen <gasps> drive a pretty nice car I, I see I, I grew up I was born in 55 one car one black and white TV three channels remote was <laughs> an island in the South Pacific, you know. You get you some tinfoil and wrap it around the, the, the rabbit ear antennas and stick your foot out and you can see Ricky and Lucy arguing, you know. I mean, isn't that right? You know. And, and, and that was it. That was it. My mama wore bobby socks. As I can remember her, she couldn't afford hose. Couldn't afford hose. Wore bobby socks. I wonder why my mom got bobby socks on. You know, and I found out years later because they didn't, they couldn't afford hopes. God, God's been good since then. But 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 and we lived in a parsonage. The uh, uh, God's been good to me. God's been better to me than I deserve. When I got married, I, married Diane, I, I had it in my mind. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I, I had some contacts at Ohio State. I had the grades. I mean, I was doing pretty good, and I was going to be a veterinarian, you know. Oh, W.B. Bingham down in Kentucky, he called me. He said, Charlie, are you going to preach? I said, yes, sir. He said, all that vet training wasn't in vain. He says, dealing with deacons and dealing with mules, it'll come in handy. That's what he said, you know. <laughs> I said, all right, Doc. <laughs> That's what he told me, you know. But I, I, so I said, I'm going to be a preacher. 
you know, God called to preach. I, I, I know he did. I, I got it in my head. I'm going to live in a little trailer like you go deer hunting in. You know, and, and we're going to, you know, have one little folding table uh, and we'll eat lots of rice and roly. You know, and it'll, uh, it ain't been like that at all. The blessing of God, it maketh rich. And, and you listen to me. It's not been like that at all. God's blessed me more than I ever dreamed he would have. I mean that. I mean that. And probably you too. You remember when closets were about as wide as this pulpit? And fancy houses? Now you walk in them and walk around, go around the corner. They got a bathroom in there. I mean, isn't that the truth? You know? I mean, it's, it's incredible. God has blessed and blessed and ble- I know everybody doesn't live that way but I don't have a closet with a bathroom in it either I mean don't, don't, don't misunderstand me but the way God has blessed us you would think we couldn't, we'd, we'd be on our, on our faces praising him until we're hoarse but as a nation we've done just the opposite even, folks even us Christians we've been affected by our society more than we realize the guy that went to the North Pole that was the first guy that mastered, you know, like GPS, only with the little handheld instruments that knew exactly where he was. I, I, I read a book the other day, uh, uh, and, and I'm not endorsing everything this man has ever said. Don't, David Jeremiah, I never thought I'd see the day. So I was reading that book, and he talked about that man that was trying to go to the North Pole, and he figured out where he was, and then they walked about two or three hours, and he stopped to figure out where he was again, and he was farther south than when he took the thing two or three hours ago and he had been walking north the whole time now you get that he was trying to get up there north pole where you look and it's and you can stand in one spot and spin completely around and it says south the whole time that would just freak me out (laughs) south 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 all the way around and he's trying to get there and so he's measuring and then three hours later he was farther south than the last time and he's been walking north the whole time and so he redid the things and no, I'm right. I'm right. You know what it was? He was on a huge ice pack that was drifting south faster than he was walking north. And even though he was headed in the right direction, his world, if you will, was going south faster. Could I submit to you that that's kindly happening to our churches? We're kind of headed the right way and we're trying to do the right thing. But we've, you listen to me, the world is, used to be churches affected the world, now the worlds are affecting the churches. Look at the music. Look at the dress. Look at the entertainment. If we're so different than the average Baptist church was 40 years ago, were they wrong or were they right? And now are we wrong or are we right if we're farther south than they were? Does that make sense? Are you saying with me? And I'm just saying that that things like women's rights. You say don't beat up on the women. I'm not. I, I, but 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 the standards, authority that God has set in order. That we we've we've been in a in an ice pack floating south in a world laughing at it so long. I'm just saying you listen to something year after year after year. It affects you more than you realize. It does. That uh. God's been good. We ought to praise Him for it. Let uh, be sure you. Bible says, "Be not deceived. God's not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, he shall also reap." Bible says, "Be sure your sin will find you out." Be sure. <laughs> be sure. 
It'll find itself out in your face. It'll find itself out in your home. It'll find itself out in your finances. It'll find itself out in your health. It'll find itself out in your joy. You can be, you, 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 the sun may not come up in the morning. God held it still one time for about an hour. Amen. You know, I don't think he's going to again, but you can be more sure of this. Be sure your sin will find you out. You will not sin and walk away and grin about it and God not deal with that. It'll be under the blood or God will deal with you over that sin. One of the two. He's never done anybody any different and Terrell is not some little special darling that gets his own rules. Those rules apply to me too. And to you too. You cannot sin and get away with it. Listen to me. Just as surely as you take your hand and lay it on a hot stove, just as surely as that is going to burn, child of God, listen to me. I promise you. Just as sure as that stove will burn you, you sin and it will find itself out in you and God will judge that sin. It will not go under the rug. It will not just slip by. God will not just let it go. It don't work that way. He's a holy God and he's perfect in his holiness and he will judge sin. Always has and always will. That's a God help us. whole truth is most of the time we get into trouble we knew better when we got into it. Remember last time you really got in a mess? You knew better didn't you? But we did it anyway. Real quickly the theology of sin. Look at verse number 41. And we we received the due reward of our deeds but this man had done nothing amiss. He had a good theology of the Savior. He was saying that this man's done no wrong. There's none good no, but God. He was literally saying that this man is God. He had a right theology on sin and he had a right theology on the Savior. The cults, they tell us that Jesus was a good man but he was not God. That's, uh, that, that, that's impossible. Because he said he was God. If he, was a, if, if, if he wasn't God, he wasn't a good man because he was a liar. Because he said he was God. If he said he was God and wasn't, then he was a bad man. And when he said he was God, he was either, he was either, what was it, Josh McDowell said he was Lord or a liar or a lunatic. He was exactly who he said he was, or he was a liar and he was just a shyster, or, or he, had, he, he had lost his mind. The only thing that makes sense is, is that he was exactly who he said he was. He said he was God and he was. Amen? And he had that right, he had that thing. Finally, and, and he was God. Uh, these people come around, knock on your door, and they say he was a good man, but he wasn't God. That's, that's, that's nonsense, amen? Absolute nonsense. The, uh, this thief believed that Jesus was Lord. Look at verse 42. He said unto Jesus, Lord, I like that. I like that. He was saying that he was God. He called him Lord. Pilate didn't call him Lord. Nobody in the Sanhedrin called him Lord. There was one soldier that said, surely this was the Son of God, this was a righteous man, but those soldiers with the spears and the whips, they did not call him Lord. No one in the crowd hollered out, that's my Lord. But this old thief, he called him Lord. I want to hug his neck when I get to when I called on Jesus to be my Lord, I called upon a risen Savior in glory, set at the right hand of the Father, full of grace and truth, coming again someday to receive me unto himself. 
This was a lord of a kingdom. This old, this old boy looked over. He saw a kingdom that was confined to a bloody cross. He did not see a scepter. He saw a, a, a bloody nail. He did not see homage. The only homage was spit coming down his face. The only praise was people wagging their heads and making fun. That's all he saw, but he called him Lord. If he could call him Lord in that situation, how much more ought we be able to say Lord to the one that's seated at the right hand of the Father right now? He is Lord. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Amen. And may the angels prostrate fall. Uh, and he had a theology of salvation. He knew that salvation was, was, was by grace and not by works because he wasn't in much of a position to do much working. <gasps> you ever think about that? He knew it had nothing to do with church membership. He's going to have a hard time going and walking the aisle next Sunday. He knew it had nothing to do with tithing. He knew it had nothing to do with passing out tracts. He knew that salvation was purely and totally of grace. And Jesus, he said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Can I say something here real quick? I'm going to. <laughs> Can you imagine a bunch of theologians dissecting that old boy's prayer? Well, he didn't repent good enough, and he worded it wrong, and I, hear, I read nothing here of, 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 of trusting in the finished work of Christ on Calvary. Remember me, just don't cut it. Y'all that kind of maybe doubt your salvation... You can't ask wrong. The wayfaring man, though a fool, shall not err therein. It might not have been the wording that you'll read at the bottom of a track. But Jesus looked at that old boy's heart and he looked at him and he called him Lord. He said, Lord, remember me. And Jesus said, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Amen. Amen. Let me close. Let me. I was mentioning great preachers. Uh, got his name now. Buster Seaton. Here, Buster Seaton preach. Okay, look him up. <laughs> you just want to shout someday. Write, write this down. Old Chip of Zion, Buster Seaton. Be best four flight of minutes. You spent a long time. Old Chip of Zion, Buster Seaton. Oh, oh, Buster, uh, chase a rabbit. Buster had emotional problems. He was my friend. All right. He preached on uh, uh, Joseph's dreams. This changed my life. Buster battled depression, and uh, he ended up taking his own life. That uh, uh, the pills and the, the depression, and had his funeral down at Crown College in Powell, Tennessee, and 600 preachers were there. And it, 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 it gave me a, a heart for people that go through those battles in life, and folks. I've mentioned this morning when people are having those kind of issues that if there's a place on the planet that they get support and love it ought to be in the church amen Jonah and Elijah and Moses were all a little suicidal at one time read your King James Bible they were all three suicidal and God had to come down and help them. But God didn't say, you dumb prophet, I'm done with you. He loved them and used them and their greatest days still lay ahead. 
And not a good place to say amen or like grunt or something. Amen, you know. But old, old Buster Seaton, he, he was preaching on the, the old ship of Zion, and, and, he, and he talked about today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And, and I can't say it like he did because he, he's, he really was a great preacher. They, uh, I'm going to see him again in heaven. He, uh, he, he come to date and I always took him to Red Lobster because he liked their steaks. <laughs> they got seafood just I like their steaks. <laughs> you know? But anyway, he was a great preacher. He said, see, paradise is like Abraham's bosom. Now stay with me. Uh, Seventh-day Adventists laugh at us. They say you got a heaven and a ditch and a, and a hell and people tottering across at it at each other and, and people in hell wanting the guy across the ditch to put his finger in water and drip it on his tongue and he said that that's crazy no 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 that's not crazy Abraham's bosom or paradise the Old Testament saints went to paradise the uh, uh, the, the, the the Old Testament saints that died without having received the coming Savior they went to uh, uh, to the Bible calls it hell. The Bible calls it uh, it's, it's, it's Hades. It, it's like the county jail, not the uh, big house, the state pen. The, uh, so what are you saying, Brother Terrell? I'm saying someone dies without Christ right now. They go to what the Bible calls hell, where there's fire, where there's punishment, where there's misery. Uh, but it's a place across that ditch in the old Abraham's bosom that Revelation 20:14 says, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Someday God will come down, he'll take that that uh, 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 county jail and, and, and dump it into the, the state house, if you will. Those that went to Abraham's bosom, where's that at? That's where Abraham's at. Those, those were the, 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 the saved, the redeemed, the followers of Jehovah. In the Old Testament, they were in this place of, of uh, paradise, if you will. When, when, when Jesus died, let me read you Ephesians uh, chapter number 4 uh, now look verse 9 that he ascended what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth the Lord Jesus that went to heaven what did he do first he went into the lower parts of the earth where's that at that would be the, the hell the, the Hades the, uh, uh, that someday will be cast into the lake of fire he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all, all fulfill, that he might fill all things. What's the point? The point is, is that when Jesus died, he went and proclaimed that victory, I believe, to the saints in Abraham's bosom, and then he took that band, if you will, those Old Testament saints, and took them to glory. They went to heaven. Today you have the, the, the hell of the Old Testament or where the rich man was. Someday we'll be cast into the lake of fire for an eternal punishment. That old part of Abraham's bosom is now empty because after the sacrifice of Christ, he went, preached that gospel to them and led captivity captive and took them to glory and they look on from heaven's balcony tonight. Does all that make sense? So Buster says, what if you checked into paradise? Today, the Bible don't say that, so give him a little. <laughs> it's just a thought. If, if, if maybe if, if someone was checking as you go in to paradise, the, uh, so you have the uh, Enoch and Adam and Elijah and Moses, and, and they're checking in. <laughs> they might have said as they come, because what are they waiting for? They're waiting for a Savior. Are you him? Nope. Are you him? Nope. Are you him? Nope. 
and John the Baptist. <laughs> Are you him? No, but we're getting close. <laughs> and then just think, <laughs> there's an old thief. <laughs> Are you him? No, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's coming. He walks into the counter and there's a sighted book. Are you him? And they turned it around and he writes three letters. I am. <laughs> he was the great I am. <laughs> right with him is that old thief. And they preached the glorious gospel of the victory that's been won. And Jesus said, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And they went back to heaven's glory and they wait for us there today. Amen. <gasps> that old thief was right on his theology, he was right about sin. He was right about the Savior. He was right. He was right about what it took to serve God and to please Him. He was a whole lot more right hanging on that cross than a lot of us Baptists been around a long time. Amen? He was right. He was right. The theology of a thief, thank God it's not that it was the thief, it was the truth that Christ gave. Amen? Folks, aren't you glad to be saved? I'm glad I want to be on the winning side. Amen? I like being on the winning side. And we're too close to heaven to turn back now. I've never been. This is no time to quit. This is no time to get discouraged. If there's ever a time we ought to roll our sleeves up and spit in our hands and grunt real hard and put our head down and plow ahead, it's right now. You want to do something for the glory of God, it's time to do it right now. Sunday school teacher, you got an empty chair. Get it filled next Sunday. Who wasn't there today? Amen? Y'all running those bus routes. Bless your hearts. Thank God for you. I know it's hard of wiping noses. <laughs> you know, I get it. You know, the little boogers promise they'll come, but they don't come. But thank one of them comes, it's worth it all. You keep going. Amen? Choir, keep singing. You're all, you're all these nursing homes. You put yourself in their place. When my daddy was in the nursing home with Alzheimer's, I mean, they had a little service. And, and, and I was just hoping he wouldn't get an argument with the preacher you know, but, but he, he looked forward to that every week he, he liked it it was a blessing to him I, I got to I appreciate it so much that church you, 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 someday that may be near you amen I mean press on keep going it's no time to quit for in due season we'll reap if we faint not if we faint not let's pray Father I pray